All right, everyone. Welcome to Beers, Business, and Balls. My name is Jake Zimmer. I've got my co-host, Will Tondo, along with me. Will, it's good over there, buddy. We're living the dream. We're living a dream, not the dream just yet, but it's definitely, day by day. It's a dream right now, that's for sure. We are recording this in absolute mayhem right now. Um, Monday, April 6th, every day is kind of just blending into each other at this point. Uh, but hopefully we're able to provide a little joy and excitement for everybody today with uh, a little bit of shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, so this is the Beers, Business, and Balls podcast. We wanted to try something new. Uh, pretty much the name explains itself. We're drinking some good beers. We're talking business. And you can't forget about the balls. Two guys just talking sports, talking entertainment, and having a good time while bringing some comic relief to everybody. So sit back and relax and enjoy us for the ride. We have some great ideas for the future. We got a good show ahead of us now. We're going to get some great guests, hopefully, knock on wood. Um, and we're just going to ride with it. Yeah. We'll start off with beers. We'll go over to the business sides of things. We'll talk a little bit more in depth about all these different segments as we get down the road. And then balls, of course, sports, right? Everything sports. That's, that's what everybody's out here trying to hear. But figured, you know, why not spice it up a little bit with the things no one's talking about? The beers, the business, all that stuff. The stuff we talk about when we're not listening to sports podcasts anyway. Exactly. So let's start it off with the cheers, as we will do every podcast. So the beer that I'm drinking is a good old local favorite from Long Island. We got Waves of Green, uh, Indian Pale Lager. This is from Greenport Harbor Brewery. Um, first time cracking this one open. They just canned it this week and liking it so far. It's a light and smooth beer. I'm going to give it a four out of five on the untapped scale. Uh, find us all in untapped. That's the best place to go if you're looking for craft beer. It's a great app. It tells you the breweries in the area and, you know, maybe one day they'll sponsor us. So, but for now, we'll drink to that. As well what about you, Jake? What are you drinking? <laughs> As Will takes a sip of his beer on our Zoom screen. Nice. I've got right now. A Two Roads Cruise Control. Now, this is a lager, so this is very, very light. This is like, this can't be more than 5% here. Um, very easy to drink. Two Roads makes a lot of IPAs and whatnot. Um, but this is very light. I, and I like light beer, definitely. Um, I've got to give this no more than like a 25. It's not that bad, but... You know what? It, it just doesn't do it for me. It really doesn't. Now, I, I love to give you an idea of Two Roads, right? I, I love Two Roads beer. I'm recording this in Monroe, Connecticut right now. We're, we're about a half hour outside of Stratford, which is where they are. But, you know, I, they, they make better beer than this. I'm a little disappointed, but, you know, I, I know what I signed up for. Exactly. So, yeah, pretty much uh, the reason why we love craft beer so much. I mean, obviously, who wants to drink shitty beer when you're talking? I'm short anyway, so craft beer is the way to go into that Bud Light shit. But what one of the things that we really enjoy is brewing our own beer. So we have a little endeavor ourselves called House Brewing Company. Hashtag the house always wins. And yeah, we're brewing some beer for now. I mean, obviously the goal one day would be to quit the good old nine to five, the good old corporate life, and, and just uh, make a brewery where everyone can hang out, enjoy some beer, enjoy some music. So. Might as well start early. So we have a little setup in our apartment in Providence, Rhode Island. And we currently have three beers that we've created. So Jake, if you want to go into that a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, if I could sum up our first IPA in 
a nutshell, it would, or, or like some kind of feeling maybe I'm trying to find the right words for it, but just subpar, right? It, it was, we, we didn't really know what the hell we were doing to be honest with you. We were just like, Oh yeah, just screw it. This shit will work. And it, you know, it made beer. It wasn't great. It wasn't really good, but <laughs> um, I mean, three words. It was pretty much need some work, so. <laughs> but you got to start somewhere. You got to start on the bottom, get to the top. So from there, we made number two, which was, it turned out pretty well. It's a spiced winter ale. Um, really enjoyed the flavors of that. That had, you know, taste of cinnamon, nutmeg. Um, it was a good warm winter beer. It's pretty hearty. And uh, we had some good reviews from that some from our friends that were trying it. So now we're on beer number three, which is a Chinook IPA. And the good news is it's a lot better than the first IPA that we made. It's a little bit, it, like it tastes more like an IPA. It, the other thing was just, it, it was a thing. <laughs> like it was stuff that happens when you leave like alcohol and yeast mm-hmm. sitting around for five weeks. And that, that's what we made first. And that second one, you know, it, it tasted more like a beer when it was spicy and, and warming, you hit the nail on the head there. And then, you know, going on to the third one, it's like, all right, let's revisit that first recipe that we did put a little, you know, alter in it pretty much with just one kind of hop and it, it tasted pretty good you know when we left we we had it before it was really ripe and it, it tasted really good i thought so i don't know maybe we're on to something here or maybe we're not day by day we'll keep learning i mean we have some good resources around in the providence area that's given us some uh, good insight on what to do better and what we need to do to make better beer in general so excited to get back this summer and uh, pick up some more boxes of recipe kits and brew away. That's beers. We've got a lot of good stuff coming there. That This is a segment that we know we want to do. We're just trying to figure out what it's going to look like. So again, if you have suggestions, go ahead and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, go leave some comments. Go reach out to us. Our contact info is out in the open somewhere. I mean, somebody's going to have our stuff. So uh find us and make suggestions if you want to come on the podcast and talk beer too i i really don't hate it um none of the four loco shit and the uh as you said none of the bud light stuff too so can't have that can't have that let's transition to our next side we got the business aspect uh a little bit about us we are two business majors at bright university big business school out in smithfield rhode island uh, I'm currently a product manager for a travel company, and Jake over here does sales for Schneider Electric. So we got some insight, obviously plenty to learn, but we're just trying to go day by day with this crazy economic time. I mean, pretty much what we want to talk about is just stock central on this, and the market is absolutely decimated. I mean, it's got its highs and it's got its absolute lows, but whatever little money that we can scrape up and throw into Robinhood and invest away that's what we're pretty much doing so jake if you want to talk about a couple stocks that you're currently invested in oh i I don't know (laughs) normally if i was doing well i'd have to pull that whole thing where like hey i'm not a financial advisor don't listen to my advice but you don't fucking want my advice right now like it, it is so bad i'm looking at my portfolio right now and i just do this like i don't really know what i'm doing like in the market wise but like I, you know, whatever you, you, you said it exactly right. Like I just scraped up some money, like, Oh, cool. Now this is like a fraction of my paycheck. Fine. Mm-hmm. Like, 
there is a clear mark where like I just had a stock sitting in Robinhood for a bit, like probably a year or two, not using it. And then I put some like real money into it on when is this? This is like March 20th, right? And you can see when I started investing in it because it just goes straight down. It goes straight <laughs> down from about 75% of the way up from the computer. And like I'm fucked. Like I'm so screwed. If I had thousands of dollars in here, I'd be done. So I've got, you know, Penn National Gaming, got 11 shares of that. I mean, I, I bought it at like 14 when everyone's like, oh yeah, it's so low. It's just at 30, uh, you know, 36 or 37 bucks. Bought it at 14 and now of course it went down to like nine last week. Um, I got it at the airlines yeah. too early. I bought United a while ago at 33. It's now down to 24. It's like, Come on, like, don't take advice from me. <laughs> My portfolio is a little bit of everywhere. I'm in the hotel industry. I'm in the food delivery. I'm in biomedical. I'm in healthcare, automotive, airline, cannabis. I'm in a little bit of everything. But the ones I'm really happy with, I bought Penn National Gaming right at the peak when Barstool made the announcement about the acquisition. And I got it around $26 a share. I had 10 shares of that. But I also bought 20 shares of it at $4.76. So right now it's trading at 11, which is pretty good for now. Um, obviously one day it will bounce back, but I'm happy with that $4.76 a share. Um, I'm in Grubhub. That has its highs and lows, but it's coming up on the high right now. And then the one I really like right now is Lavongo, which I'm going to certify that one as the stock of the week. Pretty much, it is a um, managing a health and wellness app that they just recently turned to a non-membership fee. So they jumped 12% since Friday. And the symbol for that is LVGO. So they were trading at, let's see, a month ago at $20.17 and now it's at 30.09. So bad. it's on the come up too. Their year to date or sorry, their 52 week high was at 45.68. So there's obviously potential when everything bounces back. Those are one of those stocks that you buy low and just wait on the wave till it rolls up high again, but I'm happy with that and a lot of people are loving it too and it's a great obviously having, you know, um mental wellness app during these crazy times and they do a lot of different things too you know they track diabetes they track weight management um and also just different behavioral health stuff including like depression and anxiety so they're a great great tool itself and obviously the stock's rolling high so that's my stock of the week yeah so that that's something we're going to try to do too as you mentioned you know that that stock of the week again like take our advice however you want. We we like to kind of try to at least think that we, you know, some of what we're saying will resonate with you. So if it does, great. Tell us. We'll do more of it. If not, like, hey, I hate this shit that you guys do. Fine, we'll we'll change it up. But we're we're keeping this business, right? We're we're diving into this market. And if you want a financial advisor on, great. We'll bring a financial advisor on. We'll bring someone that knows what they're doing. Yeah. You know, we're our perspectives are just hacking away at you know things that we all should be doing pretty much at at around kind of our age demographic and and all that good stuff i i think that's probably safe to say 
Exactly. And like one of the things that we really want to do with this segment is kind of just like, like listen to different, you know, whether it's executives, entrepreneurs, different business owners and hear their stories and the advice that they have. Um, back in college, we we're involved in an organization called CEO. And we had the opportunity to meet a ton of incredible people and hear their stories. Uh, Steve Forbes from, C, uh, from Forbes Media, Steve Wozniak, co-founder of Apple, uh, Kevin Harrington, former shark on Shark Tank. Like there was a wide abundance of people that we've met and we've heard a lot of great pieces of advice that obviously we've taken for our back pockets, but also just wanted to hear what they've had to say. So love to get some people on just to hear what they have to provide to the listeners too. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, we're, we're going to talk eventually the vision when things are back open and the, and the economy's somewhat normal, you know, we'll, we'll go out and we'll talk about just good experiences that we had at places, you know, around us nationally, um, things like that. And, and hopefully you're right. We, we do get to bring on some, some kick-ass people that own businesses and have really just been doing well kind of in that line of work. So, that, that's the goal with this eventually to to run with it that way so, so good stuff um i mean the, the economy in general sucks right now it, it, i don't know if you saw this will but i was perusing twitter the other day and there was a, a graph on there that was showing statistically what the unemployment rate is um, over time, you know, in, in big events and, you know, the World War II unemployment had skyrocketed pretty high, relatively speaking, and then went down and then 9-11, the same thing. And then, you know, obviously the Great Depression back in the, like the 1920s and 30s and the recession. And then all of a sudden, when you compare how many people are filing for unemployment right now, it's, it, it's off the charts. It puts all the other events to shame which is talking to my parents about this just now and it's kind of crazy that the economy has literally shut down more than anything that anyone alive has ever known right now i mean right now like the economy was at an all-time high unemployment was at an all-time low right now unemployment's trending at like 13 percent, which i think that's like they said 10 million people filed for unemployment in the last three weeks which is just you know baffling especially because unemployment was at an all-time low and i mean the second quarter gdp after all this is said and done i haven't looked at the first quarters but it could decline you know 10 20 30 even 40 percent and that's not what the country needs right now um i mean when it does bounce back it'll bounce back hard but realistically it's a long road ahead yeah but i mean who even knows that's the thing and who yeah, knows when it's just an unknown you know, it all ties into what we were just talking about. I mean, the market's been tanking and who knows? Everyone's like, buy, buy, buy right now. But how long is it even going to be before you see that investment? That's a thing. We'll say that too um, for our sports talk, because one of the things that we really want to talk is like when things will be back to normal. And obviously on everyone's mind right now is when is sports going to be back to normal? I mean, once they canceled the Olympics for tw until 2021, I knew we are there's a chance we might not see sports for this year. Right. And we, and we, <laughs> we might not, we'll talk about that in sports, obviously in balls rather, excuse us. But, um, but yeah, I mean like that's, that's a whole different thing because people didn't realize like how much of the economy and how much of life was rooted in sports. And now that like, now that there's nothing on people are losing their minds. And that's not just because they couldn't go out. That was happening. Like, 
the week before everything started collapsing and people were encouraged to kind of stay in, you know, it was the sports were canceled at that point. And everyone at that point, even you could still go to restaurants and bars, but nothing was on. People were miserable then. So I can't imagine. Yeah, well, I mean, I just remember when we were, <laughs> when we were, I remember when we were sitting in the apartment and I think it was the Big East tournament. You, you were going to go to New York for that. And that was when Rudy Gobert made the jokes about, you know, he was touching the mics and he was coughing and stuff. And then all of a sudden, the second he got tested, yeah. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That was just, that was asinizing. But the second he did that and the second he got tested, the dominoes fell it was the nba season got canceled then the nhl season got or not canceled for now it's postponed the nhl season got suspended um college basketball tournaments got canceled then the march madness tournament got canceled and then it was just line by line by line i mean at one point the only sports you could watch were like horse racing and like darts and then those got canceled and people had nothing I think we were sitting at Providence Oyster Bar on that Saturday. I think it was the 14th where we went with our friend Zach, who we'll get on the pod eventually, and I know he's going to be the first listener, um, but <laughs> that's for sure. Um, we were sitting there, and we were just going back and forth with the, the bartender, whoever it was, and it was some, like, when I say, like, B or C League fight, it was way down there. Like, the UFC people weren't even recognizable. And the bartender's like, this is what we're going to have to watch for weeks, and now we don't even get to watch that. So, Yeah, I mean, we're rolling on, like, highlights. And, again, I mean, watching throwback stuff is fun and all, but you know the answer. Like, yeah, I'm not going to remember a, a Yankees-White Sox game in, like, 2014, but. I know what the Yankees did at the end of that season. They didn't obviously win anything, but it's just stuff like that. It's like you're not going to be able to – you just need the excitement of something new. I mean, whatever the first sporting event on, whether it's like Korean baseball or horse racing, I mean, I'm watching it. Well, I mean, I guess we're in the ball segment now, I think, by our no. We didn't really transition it, but we're, we're in the ball segment. Um, you're right. I mean, like – and that's a big thing. Honestly, we had this for the last thing. I think we should just bring it up to the top here because that's kind of where the conversation is going. But we were going to close out this segment when, like, we, we were going to try to take our best guess of when sports are even coming back. And to be honest with you, I couldn't tell you. I'm going to be forced to make a guess here. Somebody asked me – I was on WGCH with my good friend Rob Adams a couple of days ago, and he asked me what – you know, he asked me the same question pretty much. When's your best guess at when we're even going to see sports again? I'm preparing myself for August without fans. I really oh, definitely without fans, which again, I'm totally fine with because I mean, I love, and so do you going to sporting events and those are always fun. It's a great camaraderie, you know, beautiful weather, a couple beers, get food after it's enjoyable, but I will take sitting on the couch any day, especially like in this, situation right now i mean some good news out of it at least you know during this whole time the only sports news we really have that's new and positive are was nfl free agency so that was cool that that was still going on you know that was exciting watching adam Schefter and all those guys tweet out different trades that were taking place and signings of amongst the teams so at least that was something new and as of today i know the draft is virtual 
So that'll be kind of cool to see what kind of, you know, graphics that all the television companies and broadcasters use for that. He's not for nothing. No one really cares watching the guys walk on stage, throw on the hat and smile. It's only fun for the first round after that. No one watches. Yeah. So hopefully they make it cool, kind of like fantasy football, Madden, whatever it might be, just to spice it up. Yeah, I mean, and don't forget Tom Brady too. That was that was a big one. I mean, oh, yeah, you had the best quarterback. It, essentially, you had a guy that single-handedly took a franchise out of the gutter, leave that franchise, and that that was big news. And it would have been big news if even if we did have sports, but since we didn't, it was just like the pain hurt ten times more. I think it hurt. I mean, I think it was just funny. It started with the Super Bowl. His commercial, um, I believe it was Hulu. Yeah, you know the true. black and white. Yeah, walking around Gillette Stadium and you know being all dramatic and and mysterious. And he goes, "Ask for me." Well, I'm not going anywhere. And everyone's like, "Oh crap!" Like, yeah, he's he's, he's a nice. fucking troll. That's what he is. He's and, a then, troll. and then right off the bat, right when free agency starts, he just says, "Thanks, but no thanks, New England." Like, it's been fun, but I'm out. <laughs> like, come on. He, and it was crazy I, I, to see, yeah. It was crazy to see the evolution of like, okay, which teams needed a quarterback? To then it was down to the Chargers and the Bucks. Who and had I don't quarterbacks think, before, like they did. I don't think the I don't think the Bucks is a bad choice at all. I mean, you have a great receiving core of Mike Evans and um, Chris Godwin. You have a decent running back. I think it's Jones. Jones the third. You have a tight end in O.J. Howard, who was a first-round pick. And, I mean, you have a great – obviously, he's no Belichick, but Bruce Arians is a pretty, pretty good coach. Yeah, and that, that's another thing I'm curious about, too, like how that dynamic's going to work when he's played for one coach his entire career. Not a lot of athletes can say that, you know, any sport. You think yeah. about the Yankees, there was a few managerial changes in there. You know, the Red Sox, same deal. Like, there, there's no – Big Poppy didn't play for one manager, essentially. He played for a bunch of different managers, and, and that's wild to think about. And the Bucks, I mean, you know, they were 7-9 and nine this year. Obviously, it's a tough division with the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers, but 7-9 and nine isn't terrible. You know, if Jameis Winston didn't throw how many picks in a game, how many times, you know, they could have easily been a 500 team. Obviously, the Saints were rolling that year. And the Falcons, they were average, but it'll be a fun division to watch. I mean, you know, you have four great quarterbacks. You have Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Brady himself. And then I love to see what uh, Teddy Bridgewater does with the Panthers. And, I mean, it'll be an exciting, exciting year. Yeah. So when? So when's your guess? When are sports coming back? I mean... I guess we'll go start to from top to bottom. So usually right now would be beginning of NBA playoffs. Yeah, close. A couple of weeks. But I think they start like I think the last regular season NBA game was supposed to be like next week. Okay, so I'm saying none of it will be with fans. None no. of it will be with fans. There won't be fans in twenty in twenty twenty. Which is something we'll have that to live sucks. with, but that's fine. That it's really not, I mean, sucks. it sucks, but 
save some money enjoy it for 2021 but i mean my heart broke when there was no opening day his opening day is like such a fun day so i'll have to say nba starts if the nba has a season because i hear there's murmurs and word out that they might just cancel it which i think is bullshit because there were some really good teams out there and i would have loved to seen you know the battle of la in the western conference finals and you know whatever the bucks do and like you know if the celtics made a run if the 76ers made a run if the heat made a run i'm going to say the nba if they have a season will be an abbreviated playoffs in july no fans I think followed by that will have to be NHL playoffs abbreviated. I'm thinking opening day probably also has to run around July or August. And it's going to be curious to see. I know they've been following what the Chinese and Korean uh, baseball leagues are doing because I know they're going to, I think players are wearing masks and they're not going to have any fans, which is, I mean, again, safety's first. You got to, to make sure all these people are safe like obviously anybody who's playing in a game has to be tested and i know they're having these like 15 minute tests now so it'll be a whole huge adjustment but i'm thinking baseball is probably going to be an abbreviated abbreviated season starting mid-july early august and then they'll have to play till november yeah and i mean i'd love to see a mr december that's pretty cool that's history (laughs) but like think about this Let's say the Yankees make, you know, and we're Yankees fans, the cat's out of the bag. Um, the, like, let's say they go to the World Series and it's first week of December. Are you telling me that they're going to go play in the Bronx in 28-degree weather? I mean, it'll, that, have, that's to be, another it'll have to be, it'll have to be neutral site. Well, they don't even know if they can play in New York anymore now because what Zach Britton was saying per Brian Hawk was – that you know they basically are probably gonna not be allowed to play in the Bronx or New probably York not. in general. I they mean, won't be able to play in New, in New York, York in general, which does suck. It does, but one thing about any sports team, as long as the leagues make it affordable, people will travel because this is a perfect time where it's like, I mean, then again, if we're saying there's fans allowed, I mean, yeah. either way, if you have if you're playing in an empty stadium. I mean, nothing beats the Bronx during a playoff run. It is electric. I mean, that's why they call it the Bronx Zoo. I mean, it is something that is uncomparable. So it's going to suck either way. But, I mean, a neutral site with no fans is pretty much like an away stadium with no fans. It's the same thing. Yeah. And if they keep it neutral for both sides, I mean – it's an even advantage, you know, it's whatever team's better. Sucks. It, it sucks, but I mean, all, all you can really wonder is what if, right? And that's, oh, I like that segment or uh, transition. <laughs> nice. We have a segment. What we're going to try to do is uh, it's called what if. And what we're going to try to do is take a hypothetical every time we record this and Play it out. We're just going to play it out. So right now, the biggest what if – I mean, there's a ton of what ifs on everyone right now. We're just talking about a few. But the biggest one right now 
You scroll through Twitter. You scroll through every single sports channel everywhere. You're seeing the brackets, right? You're seeing the, like 1980 championships. You're seeing the Villanova stunner against UNC a couple of days ago. That was on. That was from 2016. But I mean, everyone's wondering about the bracket, right? And whole big debacle on whether they should have released it or not just to glorify the the teams. Do you think they should have released it or no? I think they should have. Yeah. It's at the point where it's like not releasing it is driving people crazy. And again, there were so many unfinished, you know, there was, you know, conference tournaments that weren't played or weren't finished and stuff. And that, you know, that sucks for not only the team and the players, but I mean, the viewers too, because people, get so excited about March Madness. They love when the song comes on. They love everything about it. They love the hype. I mean, people will stream that during work, during class, wherever they are. Like, even if they're not big basketball fans, like, everyone's watching March Madness because it is so hype. It's so fun. And, you know, I think they should have released it just so people can have been like, you know, you have people, like, what we're going to do now is, you know, we have a simulated bracket and we're going to go through it. But, I would have loved to seen, you know, NBA, I mean, um, 2K tournaments just with the college teams. I would have loved to see them. Like, that would have just given broadcasters, like, at least something. I mean, to have people covering simulated games, at least it's something to watch and something to do. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, that, that I think, is a conversation for another day, too. Like, what do all these people do? Like, what do all these broadcasters do and stuff? That, that's, that's different you know, for a different day. And a lot of things are happening that are very good in that regard. Like you heard Mark Cuban, the second that they shut down the NBA season, he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll pay all the workers and stuff like that. Like, I know, I think a few of the major networks are paying their broadcasters, which is good. And, you know, but whatever, you know, um, whatever the outcome is, I, I hope it'll be good for everybody. Um, as, Will just mentioned we're going to try to take you through what Joe Lenardi thought the bracket was going to be. Joe Lenardi, of course, is the bracketologist on ESPN, so his opinion is most relevant. And you made a good point just now, too. There's a lot of simulations, like, on video games and stuff right now. I think there is one, one of the more popular ones. I think they're running it off EA Sports, like, College Basketball 2008. (laughs) That one was cool because... (laughs) <laughs> they are literally just setting up the matchups with the live rosters and letting them sim and twitching them, which is really cool. I don't know. I've got to check. But um, all right, let's hop right into this. We're going to go through a couple of different things in both of our brackets. We started, as I mentioned, with the one that ESPN published. Uh, what we're going to do, we're, we're not going to run you through every matchup, we'll take you through a couple of the big ones. So. I don't know if we want to start region by region, but Will, you're up. Go for it. I'm going to start with the East. Um, Jake might have not mentioned this, but he is a writer for College Hoops Digest. He also, you know, yeah. covers a lot of basketball. Covers a lot of basketball games as well. And we live in Providence, so we go with to a lot of Providence college games, <laughs> and. They are electric at the dunk. So I'm just going to preface this. Like, I handled my bracket, I would say, 65% conservatively. I'll say, yeah, a couple uh, choices here and there. 
that might have been questionable to the professionals, but on a soul riding with the team and gambling, I had Providence beating Arizona State, beating the number two seed Kentucky, and then beating Duke. And then they succumbed to <laughs> they succumbed to another team that was going to be rolling. I felt Wisconsin. I had Wisconsin beating Kansas in the Sweet Sixteen, but then unfortunately having Wisconsin uh, beat Providence in the Elite Eight. So that was my East corner. That's bold, man. And, uh, uh. Like I said, like I said, you can't be conservative about all the picks because every year. I always look at the brackets and I always compare teams. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, this team's going to roll and this team's going to roll. And then somehow like Cincinnati always upsets somebody and Virginia <laughs> loses when they're a top seed, like all this bullshit, you got to roll with something. And that's the wild picks that I'm going to roll with. Jesus, I, I guess, I guess. So in the South corner I have in my elite eight, is Gonzaga versus San Diego State and Baylor versus Michigan State. Um, another team that I'm going to roll with on this, even though you know they had a very impressive season, 31-2, and two, I believe. I'm having San Diego State over Gonzaga. Roll Aztecs. Shout out to my boy, Ian Ridiger, that I met in Sevilla, Spain. He goes to San Diego State. I'm rolling <laughs> with them. And then I had Michigan State over Baylor. And then that is my final four. So I have Wisconsin. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't even get to the other half. So <laughs> I, skipped, I skipped the bottom half. So then we'll start with the Midwest. I have, uh, well, I just butchered that. My apologies. <laughs> I just skipped through. Yeah. So yeah, my Midwest, I had Baylor and Michigan state, which I chose Michigan state in that. And then in my, Last quadrant, I have Dayton over Villanova. And that was another tough one. I had I had Villanova beating Florida State, but I'm having Dayton, National Play of the Year, Obi Toppin, coming through. And then from there, I have Dayton beating Wisconsin, and I have San Diego State beating Michigan State. In my final championship, I have San Diego State over Dayton, 68 63. Roll Aztecs. Roll March Madness. We'll see you in 2021. Cue the music. (laughs) Cue the music. I, I respect the Providence hype train. I too had them winning the Big East. I get it. I think they were going to – they had a tough Big East draw. They were going to have to be Butler and then Creighton and then probably either Seton Hall or Villanova. And I think they would have won the tournament. I really do. But I think personally it is unrealistic for Providence to beat Kentucky and then beat Duke. I think they will win the Kentucky game. I do not see them beating Because like I told you before this podcast, you know, they're – Ed Cooley, we love the man, right? He's a he's the best, most charismatic college coach out there right now. <clears throat> and but for the love of God, he talks so much about his team's performance and like, oh, we're tired, our knees are shot, like we need to get, we need a week off. It's like you can't say that. Even if you do, you can't say that. 
So in Cooley, in Cooley, we've trust. And like I said, if I'm at the casino and I can walk away conservatively and pick Duke, I decided to put it all on black and hammer Providence, but they did lose to Wisconsin, which was that red. But <laughs> see, I can't like, like even me putting Providence over Kentucky hurt a little bit. I think they can beat Kentucky. And realistically, I think they can beat Duke too. But if you look at Duke's path in this scenario, it's they beat Belmont. Fine. Like I, I think, you know, any team off the street could probably beat Belmont. And then they beat Eastern Tennessee, which will be a little bit tough, but I mean, there's no real challenge. So then they beat Providence and then they have to play Kansas after, right? So I don't know. I think Kansas comes out of that bracket. I think the, the lower quadrant in the left, I had Utah state winning as well. Um, Mm -hmm. NC state, you and I were talking about that. So NC state as an 11 seed has to play a play in with UCLA. And then the winner of that gets to play the six, Penn State. I didn't like the way Penn State was trending downwards when they went into the tournament this year. Um, but NC State is one of those teams, like we were mentioning, you know, they could either make a run and they could be like, yeah, surprise, we were a playing team and we're going to kick the shit out of Penn State and Villanova and whoever's next. Or they could just go get like 30 spotted by UCLA first round. So it's like, it's one of those where it's one or the other. And that's UCLA gets kicked by Penn State. So I don't know. Uh, I had, who did I have? Um, Dayton comes out of that. They beat Butler. And then Villanova beats FSU. I think Nova takes the cake over Dayton there. So left side, I've got Kansas and Nova. Um, Transitioning to the other side of the bracket now. Nothing too crazy on this end either. I picked one upset, and it was Texas Tech over Arizona. That was another 10-7. And then looks like I had – I don't think San Diego State make run, especially against the big bad Seton Hall Pirates, who saw play, and they got pretty shelled by Providence, relatively speaking, too, at the time. Roll but, Friars. Yeah, roll Friars. I'm with you. But, but still, I, I mean, I don't really trust San Diego State. I think they're way too volatile of a team. Um, give me Seton Hall over Gonzaga, and I'll take Seton Hall. Baylor is winning out in this bottom right quadrant. Um, nothing really too big. I wanted to believe in Rutgers. I really didn't. They started playing too well. So now they pay for it and have to get a nine seed. I think they beat St. Mary's first round. I think that's pretty much a shoe in but you can't beat Butler if you're Rutgers. Or, I mean, excuse me, Baylor. If you're Rutgers, you're not beating Baylor. I don't care. They had the – runner-up to the coach of the year. They have, like, every good player in the face of the nation. Um, I say Creighton doesn't do too well. I say Creighton makes it to Sweet 16 and then Michigan State beats them, which I think you had too because Michigan State's Final Four. Um, But Creighton, Zagorowski's hurt. He ain't coming back. He's got – everyone's like, oh, no, he'll play in the tournament. And if they made it this far, he probably could have played, but there's no shot they were making it this far. State can't beat him. Give me give me uh, Baylor in the final four with – so their matchup is Baylor-Seton Hall and then Kansas-Nova. What do you got as your winner? All right, this is tough, too. I say Nova catches fire at the right time. They have a little chip on their shoulder from beating FSU and then Dayton, and then they beat Kansas. 
and I think Baylor steamrolls Seton Hall. So Nova and Baylor. I'm taking Baylor by three points, 73-7. Wow. I think the no best team in college Jay basketball, Wright. the best team in college basketball will win the tournament in Baylor. And like we've said, this is the what if segment. Um, all we can do is kind of dream about what sports were like back in. Yeah, well, the, the thing is, we won't have a resolution this year. <laughs> like, we won't. It's no. Terrible. No. And it'll be crazy to see, you know, when we laugh at this 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road, and this is in the history books. It's like, here, there's going to be that one line item that just says, could not play because of COVID 19. <laughs> yeah. That, that's like going to when, when was when was the last time March Madness wasn't played? I, I don't know. I think that might be homework. I, I legit have no idea. Like, I'm just typing in Matt March Madness results. I'm probably not going to find anything. Yeah. Like, we won't be able to. First time, It's the first time ever. First time ever? The first time in, in the NCAA men or women's basketball history that the tournament has been canceled. <sighs> Oh my god! Crazy. <laughs> Quick trivia: Do you want to guess what the lowest scoring national championship game was? What year? Nineteen forty-one. Probably forty-five, forty-two. It's generous. It was thirty-nine, thirty-four. Damn. Wisconsin beat Washington State. That's nuts. They didn't have a three-point line back then. That is true. They didn't even have a three-point line like. I, I was watching one of the throwbacks. It was like Georgetown and somebody else. I forgot who they were playing in the championships. I, all the sports people are going to go ballistic at me for not remembering if they're listening. But like they still didn't have a three-point line, and this was in the like in the eighties. That's nice. Can you imagine basketball without a three-point line? It's crazy. Like, that's dumb. But that's uh, so. That's what if. We're going to try to do this every week. I, I feel like we have a lot of material for this. Um, just with hypotheticals, I mean, like, rattling a couple off. I mean, what if Steve Bartman didn't catch that ball? Like, what if Derek Jeter didn't dive into the stands? What if th- there's Aaron just so many things. that home run, yeah. Yeah. If Kawhi didn't hit that shot last year. Yep. Yeah, literally, if Kawhi didn't hit it. And then our boy Eric Dunn will ask him, what if Ray Allen didn't hit that three-pointer against the Spurs? So, <laughs> so, but that's the ball segment. Yeah. I mean, we're – so that's pretty much the show, guys. We've got beers, business, and balls, our title of the podcast, obviously. We've got – we'll try to keep it a little bit distributed. Obviously, you know, we're, we're going to be talking sports for most of it. Um, that's what you guys like to hear. And if you don't, if you want to hear more stuff, great. Uh, you know, leave us a note somewhere. Um, wanted to highlight a segment too that we'll, we're going to try to do. Um, actually, a couple of them. Keeping trend with the what if too. We're going to try to talk about the MLB the Show simulation because very similar to the bracket, there are people out there that are literally simming the entire Major League Baseball season front to back. I watched the ninth inning of the Mets Nationals last night. Honestly, it was fucking incredible. Like, it was like a game. It was an awesome game. 6-4, the Mets were up. And in the eighth inning, Soto just, like, hits on a ball. Like, he hits it 500 feet. 
And then Edwin I mean, Diaz, like, enters the game and absolutely gets shelled in the only way he knows how. And then the Mets lose. It's, it was awesome. It was so awesome. The graphics are incredible. They're actually calling the game like they were, you know, doing the commentary for television. They're actually, you know, it's not like when you and I play video games, you know, we're just swinging for the fences every time and leaving in your starting pitcher for 150 pitches. They're actually playing baseball correctly. Like, this is the baseball we're watching now. And I'm just pulling up the stats right now for the show. Right now, uh, I'll just do the first place team in every division. We have Yankees are eight and two. The White Sox are seven and three. The Mariners and the Athletic are both eight and three, with the Astros at four and six. Fuck the Astros. <laughs> um, we have the Dodgers at seven and three. We have the Cardinals at seven and three, and we have the Marlins at seven and four. So. I mean, this is what we're watching right now. I can't wait till baseball starts and, you know, kind of tying in our allegiance to sports. Like Jake said, we are huge Yankee fans. So we're definitely going to try to get to a couple games whenever games come back. If not, we'll be covering, you know, different baseball news. As for football, I'm a New York Giants fan and Jake over here is a Pats fan. Um, For basketball, I roll with the Knicks, even though they are a fucking dumpster fire. But (laughs) I respect I respect the Celtics. Like I, I consider watching both of those teams as fair and even. Um, what are you for basketball? I mean, if you had to, if I had to pick one, it'd be the Knicks. Obviously, you don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't really follow them too much. I am, however, um, trying to take them out of the gutter in two K, and it's not going hmm. too bad right now. I think we're we're seven and seven in year two, so we we've got some work, but. And then for hockey, I rock the barn with the Islanders, and the same yeah, with me. Much. I don't really, I don't really have a team in hockey. Like I just yeah. love the sport. So, but to close out the show, uh, one thing we always want to do is end on a positive note, especially how crazy the world is. So we have the positivity corner, and I have a little news snippet that's some good positivity. So this is from. Uh, Hong Kong, the Ocean Park Zoo. We have giant pandas Ying Ying and Li Li mate for the first time after they've been trying for 10 years. So they naturally had it. Congrats on the sex. And, you know, good for them. You know, everyone's trying to find love in this quarantine crazy time, especially, you know, the way China got hit. But good for them. Good for them. And that's the positivity corner. Wow. That's profound right there. That's, uh, I have no words. <laughs> and that'll do it. So You just can't put a timestamp on love, huh? You cannot. You cannot. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's three things that'll come out of this quarantine. A new renaissance, just like they did after the plague, where people are, you know, trying through things and creating content. Here's business and balls example is one. There's going to be a big economic boom once everything comes back. And there will also be the baby boom because there is no rubber in the world and everyone's going to be horned up. And that, we're closing out. <laughs> Love that. Um, as Will, I think you were going to say, I might be still in your thunder right now. Social media, we're, we're firing that shit up. Um, Instagram is at the.bbb, triple B, dot podcast. And Twitter, the underscore BBB, BB underscore podcast. Um, yeah, hit us up. We're going to be sharing some content, uh, giving you some updates on the next shows we're going to have on, too. We've got a lot of guests planned. We can't drop any names right now. 
we're going to get some good people on though. And they, they will come. I promise you. Um, so that'll do it. Uh, until next time, thanks for spending, you know, however many minutes you would have liked on this podcast with us. And, uh, that'll be it. That's Will. I'm Jake. Thank you.